This is the only podcast that gives you a 20-minute guarantee. Give us 20 minutes of your life, and if you're not completely satisfied, you'll You'll get get your your minutes minutes back. back. No No questions asked. It's a Minor Detail Podcast. Captain and Tennille, right there, 1975 on this day. They were at number one with that Neil Sadaka written song called Love Will Keep Us Together. The duo of, of course, Daryl Dragon, the Captain, and Catherine Antoinette, Tony Tennille. A lot of people don't realize they had been backup singers and musicians for Elton John at one time. And of course, they had that big hit, others including Muskrat Love. Oh, what a great song that is. 1975, again, number one on this day. But love will keep us together. I did an interview with Daryl Dragon years ago, and I asked him about the captain's hat that he wears. And I asked him how many of those captain's hats he owns. And he told me at the time he had about 50, because you never know when something's going to happen to one or 49 of them, and then you have to have one. So... Uh, He had a bunch of them at one time. I also asked him if he ever realized that his hat, the captain's hat, and the hat that the skipper from Gilligan's Island wore looked very similar. He got a good laugh out of that. Uh, So that's a great song. By the way, this is a uh, historic day in itself because it was a day in 1948 that the 33 RPM record, the vinyl album as we know it today, was launched. Up until that time, there had been the 78s, but they went to the 33 and a thirds. Columbia Records launching the new vinyl disc, sparking a music industry standard so strong, the digital age has yet to kill it. Because again, I think I've told you this, maybe even on the podcast I told you this, 2020 was a record year for the sales of vinyl, and 2021 looks like it's going to be huge as well. Vinyl is back, and I hope it's here to stay now, because I certainly love mine. And I love that everything that comes out now in music also comes out on vinyl. That's outstanding. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast. It is Monday, June 21st. Hope everybody had a fabulous Father's Day weekend. Great Father's Day yesterday. Had an amazing day yesterday. Uh, We just had a great time. Uh, We got our pool rebuilt in back of the studio here, and it just uh, looks unbelievable. And we got back from vacation. It was all done. They did it all while we were gone. Got back. Spent a lot of time in the pool this weekend. We left, by the way, Myrtle Beach Saturday morning at about 8. And our goal was to drive probably as far as about Tupelo and spend the night Saturday and drive the rest of the way yesterday. But, man, once we got cranking, we just kept driving. And once we realized that we could get over that Memphis Bridge debacle without a lot of backup, we just said, what the heck, we're going all the way home. So we did the whole 16 hours in one straight shot. Got in about midnight or so, a little after midnight on Sunday morning, and was able to get up and have a great Father's Day yesterday. Hope you had a great Father's Day as well. Weather today here in South Sebastian County is terrible. Thunderstorms, heavy rain all day today, but then we should have beautiful weather uh, for the rest of the week, the way it looks. I hope you're having great weather where you are. All right, lots to talk about here on the podcast today. We want to talk about these variants 
of COVID. Now, if you've been seeing the reports, it looks like there is an upswing on cases. Even here in Arkansas, one of the hot spots is in Southwest Missouri, Springfield area, over to Joplin, all of that area. They're having a real spike in COVID cases because they think this new variant is uh, hitting right now. And of course, everybody is beating up the South and the Midwest because those are the areas where vaccination levels have been very, very small. And here in Arkansas, uh, one of the lowest vaccination rates, uh, the same for places like Alabama and Missouri and uh, South Carolina, where we just were. Didn't see a lot of masks while we were in South Carolina. That place is pretty well open back up. All of the restaurants we went to on vacation, you could pretty well just sit down. There were no restrictions on the number of people you could have in. There were no masks required. Now, they did have signs on all the doors that said, we suggest you wear a mask, but, uh, but nobody was. And so these variants now are starting to hit. For instance, here in the state of Arkansas, the hospitalization numbers are back up above 200 again, around 230 as of earlier today, you know, which is small compared to, you know, over a thousand that we had at sometimes during the height of the pandemic. Deaths are up a little bit. People are getting a little more concerned again because these variants are hitting. Now we have people that have been fully vaccinated that are starting to get COVID and nobody seems to understand why, other than it might be these vaccines don't work as well on these variants. So a little bit of concern in certain parts of the country. We'll kind of have to keep our eyes on those numbers. All right, let's run through some other news here. A petition has been started which would stop Jeff Bezos. That's the founder of Amazon. It would stop him from returning to Earth when he goes to space with his company Blue Origin in July. Change.org uh, is where this petition was started. The person who started it said billionaires should not exist on Earth or in space, but should they decide the latter, they should stay there. Petition's been up for a week, currently has about 40,000 signatures. Bezos, in a video announcement you might remember, said to see the Earth from space, it changes you. It changes your relationship with this planet, with humanity. Said he's been wanting to go to space since he was five years old. So now we have this petition which people are signing to make him stay in space once he gets up there. Uh, that's, uh, that's classic. You may have seen this story. A family in Denver was shocked when, uh, they went in for an emergency C-section and their baby came out with a cut across her face. Kayani Williams was born last week at Denver Health. Her parents said the original plan was to deliver naturally. They gave me a pill to speed up my labor a few minutes later after I was being rushed into an emergency C-section. They said our baby made a sudden movement and they couldn't hear her heartbeat or find it, and they took her in for an immediate C-section. The Williamses said their daughter came out of the C-section with a massive cut on her face that required 13 stitches. Medical professionals say cuts during C-sections are very rare. One doctor said, I've done probably 2,500 deliveries, and I assisted on C-section. That's the first time I've ever seen that. National Institute of Health and Human Development came out with a new study looking into C-sections. Delivered at 13 university centers, they found that 0.7% of more than 37,000 ended with a baby having skin lacerations. So just a very unusual story there out of Denver. By the way, if you're listening to this in the Oklahoma City area, in celebration of Juneteenth, 
Oklahoma City Zoo and Botanical Garden offering free admission to all guests today. The zoo announced guests will get free admission today in honor of Juneteenth, a new federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. So if you're listening to this podcast in the Oklahoma City area, you'll be able to get in there and uh, check out the zoo for free today. Tragedy, of course, in Alabama over the weekend. Eight children in a van from a youth home for abused or neglected children killed in a fiery multi-vehicle crash on a wet interstate. Also killed a man and his baby in another vehicle. Uh, just a terrible storm came through the Gulf Coast. We drove basically through that uh, and had some really heavy rain for a while, but they really got hit harder down uh, south of us where we were driving through. And again, our thoughts to those who were affected by that terrible tragedy. Well, how would you like to get paid to eat ice cream? How about that for a dream job? According to Finance Buzz, you can. The company is looking to hire an ice cream flavor evaluation specialist. They'll have the responsibility of eating and ranking different flavors of Ben and Jerry's over the course of a year. The ice cream flavor evaluation specialist will receive $1,000 and a $500 gift card to stock up on inventory. Ben and Jerry's churns up over 194 million pints of ice cream in the U.S. every year. In 2020, by the way, their top flavors were half-baked, cherry Garcia, chocolate fudge brownie, and chocolate chip cookie dough. So here's how it works. The evaluation specialist will try a different flavor of a Ben and Jerry's once a week for an entire year. After the taste test, each flavor should be rated best on creaminess, the intensity of flavor, etc. Now the job is open to anyone based in the U.S., at least 18 years old. If you want to find out how you can apply, fill out the online form at Finance Buzz's website. Again, you can go to financebuzz.com and apply to be a Ben & Jerry's ice cream taster. That's uh, pretty cool. Well, a uh, McDonald's manager allegedly quits in mid-shift informing customers via a sign posted in the drive through lane. The manager at a McDonald's in Louisville walked off his job on Wednesday, informed customers of the decision with a sign posted to the drive through speaker. It said, we are closed because I'm quitting and I hate this job. That's what the sign said. The uh, Twitter user, Grape Ape Dad, took first note of the sign, and within days his post had earned more than 200,000 likes thousands of retweets. He wrote, I spoke with the staff of this McDonald's today. It turns out the sign was put there by a night shift manager who suddenly quit and it was left up overnight. Representative for McDonald's has not responded to requests for a comment. Well, if you're looking for a last minute item to put in your flower garden, you might think about one of these. The Endangered Sumatran Titan Arum. That is a giant foul-smelling blossom, also known as the corpse flower, went into a rare short bloom at a botanical garden in Warsaw, Poland over the weekend, drawing crowds who waited for hours to see it. Now this flower, which emits a dead body odor to attract pollinating insects that feed on flesh, bloomed Saturday. It was already withering early today. Those wishing to avoid the smell in crowds could watch it on a live video from the Warsaw University Botanical Gardens. 
Hundreds, if not thousands, lined up long into the night Sunday and Monday morning at the conservatory just to be able to pass by the flower and take a picture. Again, it puts out a foul, dead body odor. And it's called the corpse flower. Ah, that's nice. Well, the Girl Scouts have an unusual problem this year. 15 million boxes of unsold cookies. That's right. The 109-year-old organization says the coronavirus, not thinner demand from thin mints, is the main culprit. As the pandemic wore into the spring selling season, many troops nixed their traditional cookie booths for safety reasons. And the impact will be felt by local councils and troops who depend on the cookie sales to fund programming, travel, camps, and other activities. Girl Scouts normally sell around 200 million boxes of cookies per year, or about $800 million worth. But the CEO of the Girl Scouts of New Mexico, for instance, said her council had 22,000 boxes left over at the end of the selling season. And uh, this is happening all over the U.S. Online sales, even a delivery partnership with Grubhub, failed to make up the difference. As a result, about 15 million boxes were left over in the two places where they bake them. One is in Louisville, it's called Little Brownie Bakers, and the other is in Brownsburg, Indiana, called ABC Bakers. Another 3 million boxes are in the hands of the Girl Scout Councils, which are scrambling to sell or donate them. Cookies have a 12-month shelf life. So, talk to your local Girl Scout. You might still have a chance to get my favorite, the Tagalongs. In fact, my oldest daughter has a friend who is a Girl Scout. I think we'll see if she's got some left over. So, leftover Girl Scout cookies. It's a real-world problem. Well, Champ died over the weekend. The White House announcing the death of one of President Biden's dogs. President Biden and the First Lady said in a statement, the 13-year-old German Shepherd passed away peacefully at home. He was our constant, cherished companion during the last 13 years and was adored by the entire Biden family. Very sad. Anytime you lose an animal, it's just uh, it's terrible because they're such a big part of your life. From a lunar eclipse to a partial solar eclipse to supermoons, 2021 has been a spectacular year for lunar events. But this will mark the year's final supermoon with a full strawberry moon illuminating the sky this week. Strawberry moon typically marks the last full moon of spring or the first of summer. Now, this Thursday at about 1.40 central time, it'll be visible until it rises above the horizon later that evening. It'll appear full for about three days surrounding this time from Wednesday morning through Saturday morning. And you'll be able to see that strawberry moon again coming up this Thursday. And again, it'll start about 1.40 p.m. Central Time and will continue into uh, the weekend. A full supermoon, the strawberry moon, should be awesome to see coming up later this week. Well, it's been a tradition, evidently, when you are a skydiver. When you do your 100th jump, you often do it in the nude. Well, a guy in Omaha has got himself in the Guinness Book of World Records as he completed 60 skydiving jumps in 24 hours, completely in the nude. Ryan Conoff of Omaha said he contacted Guinness about setting the record for most naked skydiving jumps in 24 hours. The group said he could create the new record category if he performed at least 25 jumps in that time period. He did better than that. As he said, we did 60 of them 
in 24 hours. He ended his attempt with 60 completely naked jumps over Weeping Water, Nebraska. His attempt raised money for Movember Foundation. That's a charity dedicated to men's mental health and suicide prevention. So, good work there, Ryan. 60 naked skydiving jumps in 24 hours. All right, that's going to wrap up the podcast today. Hope you enjoyed it. Have yourself a great Monday. Back here tomorrow for another edition of a Minor Detail Podcast. Jess, tell everybody where they can find us. Well, that's a wrap. Reach out to us on Facebook and Instagram. Questions and comments, email us, minordetailpodcast at gmail.com. Want to get a hold of us? Need to let us know something? We want to know about it. Hit up our 24-hour hotline, 479-388-1638. That's 479-388-1638. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and more. A Minor Detail Podcast, copyright 2020, the Radio Voice Productions, LLC. I'm Jess, and I'm out.